0: Good evening, church. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Colin, the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ. This is Dan Spate.
1: He's one of our elders and here at Central Church of Christ, it's our mission to be God's heart and hands in this community and beyond. If you'd like to learn more about what that means, I want to encourage you to head over to our website at www.churchvictoria.com. This is our Wednesday evening conversation through the law and the prophets where we open up the Old Testament, we move through the narrative and the text, and we see how it impacts us today as the church and how it how that text connects to Jesus. If you're listening listening to this on the Heart and Heads podcast. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the channel and you have the bell turned on so you get notified every time we upload a video. And if you're watching this on Facebook, make sure to like and share. That really helps us out. And make sure to comment down below. if this ministry has blessed you, or you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, I want to encourage you to head over to that website. At the top of the page, we have a donate button that will take you to PayPal and you can partner with us as we seek to teach and preach the gospel. Uh, we're gonna pray and get into the lesson. Again, church, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Let's pray, guys. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the opportunity we have to continue this study tonight we pray Your blessings upon us as we as we do that. We thank You so much for the Word, Father. For the Word has such power, and it can change people's lives. It can transform us into the people that that we need to be. And we we're so grateful, Father, that You've uh, that You've spent so much time and effort to to give us a book, to give us your ideas and give us your thoughts so that we can learn and grow and become the people that we need to be. Thank you, Father, uh, for the opportunities that, w- that this is going to present to us as we continue to study. Be with us tonight. Help us to study. Be with our audience. Be with all of those that are that are joining us tonight and help them, Father, to, to learn the things they need to know so that they can be the very best they can be as well. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. You know i just was thinking about it uh we haven't had a question in a while
0: no we haven't i was thinking about that on the way over here this morning so we haven't
1: mean the last last few episodes i i don't know and I, you know i can't recall i don't remember when the last time we did do a question well, it's, been, it's, been a it's, been a it's been a
0: while it's been a while it's been a while so
1: well oh well so we're in verse, uh <laughs> so in other words that's saying i don't have 24. a question <laughs> yeah i don't have a question i was just commenting on it just in case they were wondering well,
0: i think i <laughs> not a question so much but as a thought you know i mean everything we've been doing for the last couple of weeks is is uh, is God taking His people, His children, uh, His His family, mm-hmm. and saying, "Okay, guys," it's, and if you look at it, it's like a it's like you with your children, me with my kids. I mean, it's you know the guy uh, or the fa- or the parents hurting them like little chicks. To hey, stay away from that. That's hurt. That'll hurt you. That don't do this. Don't do that. And that's what He's been doing here. What He been telling them? He said, "I brought you out of Egypt. I'm sending you to Canaan." And along the way, you're going to come across a lot of people. you going to have seen this there. You're going to see that there when you get there, and you're going to see it all along the way. This is how the people are. This is what they do. Yeah. And he said, I'm telling you, and what we've done for the last two weeks is don't do this stuff. Yeah. This is what they do. Don't do this stuff. You have to separate yourself. Because this whole dialogue from here, even into chapter 19, is going to talk about be holy. You've yeah. got to separate yourself. And that's a common theme that God runs through the whole book.
1: Well, and it and it matters how you separate yourself. So, and and what I mean and what you're focused on separating. And what yeah. I mean is this is we have a tendency to want to to want to major in the minors and minor in the majors, yeah. right? This type of stuff, all the stuff we talked about last time, the sexual morality and all that stuff, that's major stuff. Mm-hmm. That's big no-no. And he's going to tell us here in verses, you know, 24 through 27 why this is big major no-no stuff. And yep. this is big major no-no stuff no matter the covenant, yep. right? Idolatry is a problem no matter the covenant. Yep. Sexual immorality is a problem no matter the covenant. Yep. Murder, theft, these are th- these are problems no, no matter, matter the, the covenant. covenant. Yep. But you know what? You know what God isn't worried about? One of the things he says in this law is you are not to go up and sacrifice on any high place you want anymore. You're to bring your sacrifices to the tabernacle. And you know what we see in Israel? Once they get there, they lose the law. They don't, they totally forget. D- we they- see God accept sacrifices to him on the high places. Yeah. He oftentimes will command them, go up to that high place up there, go up to that altar to that false God, mm-hmm. cut that pole down and you sacrifice to me. hmm Wait a minute. I thought your law said, so, well, what's going on? Well, look, God wants to deal with us and bring us out of where we're at. Mm-hmm. And there are some things that are vitally important all the time, yeah. no matter what, yeah. right? There are other things that he's willing to say, you know what? Peace. I forgive you. And we see this. We see this with uh, one of the kings in, what is it? First, uh, second Kings or, fir- or second Chronicles. One of the kings, they celebrate the Passover and all of these people are doing stuff they're not supposed to be doing. And the king knows it. And he prays to God. What does he pray? Oh, God, strike these sinners down. Yeah. No, he says, God, forgive them. They don't, they're not, they don't understand. Yeah. They don't have any idea. That's a failure on our part, mm-hmm. not a failure on their part. Yeah. And God did. Yeah. So, we forget and Jesus brings it up. Jesus, the, the whole this whole concept. Jesus brings it up in the gospels when he says, "Explain to me what it means I desire mercy and not sacrifice." Right? I want the broken and contrite heart. You're going to bring me all these offerings and we're going to get you're going to get really, "Oh, well, it's got to be like this, it's got to be like this, and got to be like this." And, and Jesus is like,
0: "What are you How many times you've got a bunch of little kids?" Yeah. How many times have you had, have not compromised but have had to have had to adjust and train to, to train them? To lead them and guide them in oh, a different yeah, way, you know, because they don't remember, they they forget, they, you know. And God understands that. He understands that we're broken. Yeah. He understands that we're childish. He understands that we're that we're on the that we're striving to be better. We're striving to get better. You know, we'll get there. We'll get better down the road. You know, I should be better now where I'm at in my life than you are where you are in your life. I should have answers to things that you don't have, shouldn't I? Yeah, I should have answers to this stuff. You know, I've got answers that maybe you don't have yet. You know, that's why it's neat for us to hang out because I can help to, to guide you. And, some, and sometimes you can help guide me when it comes to textual stuff. And I can guide you when it comes to life stuff because it's different. Yep. And, and, uh, and God looks at this, these people and says, I love you. I've always loved you. I overlooked some things. I put you in Egypt and I put you there and walked away from you for a long time. And, but now I've come and I've, and I've heard your cry and I've come to you and, and people say, well, it was 400 years, but God's idea of time is not like our idea of time. It's just not the same. And we can't try to think like God because we don't. And so when you look at stuff like this and God says, I want you to separate yourself. He's not talking about, they're not going to be separate from the world. They're going to live in those cities. They're going to, they're going to interact with Rahab who's in Jericho, who's a prostitute. You don't think that she's been involved in some of this stuff. Oh, yeah. You know? For sure. Well, I mean, she's, but yet you're going to find her in the seed line of Jesus because God is going to say, I want you not to defile yourself. He's talking about the sin, guys. He's talking about the sin, not the people. People's not the problem. Yeah. What did you say a couple of weeks ago in a sermon? People are not the problem. Sin's the problem, sin's the problem. Mm-hmm. in your life. People are not the problem in your life. Your family member is not the problem. It's sin's the problem. That's, right. That's the problem. And it's sin in our lives, and it's sin in their lives. And when you look at what sin is, sin is when we disobey what God says to do. That's sin. And so when these people come in contact with these people, he said, "You got to separate yourself." It means you got to you got separate yourself from the sin. The people, you know, you know when when Abraham is pleading for Lot, and the angels are going to Sodom and Gomorrah, and he's pleading, please. Because he knows where his nephew is. He knows he's there. He knows he's in, in Sodom and Gomorrah. And he pleads for that, that city. He said, if there's 50 righteous folks, will you spare them? We'll spare the whole city. What if there's 40? What if there's 30? What if there's 20? He gets all the way down. to What if there's only 10? If you can only find 10 righteous folks in the whole two towns. And he said, even if there's only 10, we'll save the cities. So what does that tell you about God? God's on his way. He's on his way to destroy those towns. That's where he's going. And uh, and when he intersects with Abraham, and Abraham pleads for them. Don't stop pleading for your family. Don't stop well, pleading what does for it the people.
1: Mean? What does it mean when Abraham says righteous people, mm-hmm. right? It's so easy for us to go, see, those are people who are following the law. Those are people who no, are doing the right no. thing. No. Those are people who are trusting in God. Yeah trusting in god who have
0: not a, who have not become part of the system of that city of what they were because we know what they were you know yeah. go back and read that t- stuff we know what they were we know yeah. what they wanted to do to these ain't what the what the people in that city wanted to do to these two well, angels and it's it's a
1: repeat of genesis 6 yeah so genesis 6 that's what was going on right and so the big the big question with genesis 6 is are these angels having sex with women or are these angels like spiritual powers like god who are saying I'm going to pick my own, like mm-hmm. God did kind of with Adam and he did with Abraham, right? I'm going to pick my own and raise up my own kind of my own people, right? Mm-hmm. And so that the debate is what, which one is it? Or are it?
0: they just in, un, immoral, ungodly people that
1: are, that are seeds of Satan? Sodom and Gomorrah, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah and the people's actions in that town and the fact that God can't find anyone righteous lends weight to, because Hebrew narrative is very repetitive and mm-hmm. so the point here in the narrative is emphasizing the fact Well, we're going right, to see that in this next Right, exactly. And so well, you see it all throughout the, the Hebrew yeah. Bible. is very repetitive and so um, that's what you're seeing in Hebrews, uh, or rather in Genesis, uh, 18 or 19 with Sodom and Gomorrah in 18, you're seeing that again, God found one righteous person with Noah. Yeah. Well, who did, how many righteous people did God find in Sodom and
0: Gomorrah? Mm-hmm. One lot. lot. And what did he do?
1: He brought that person
0: out. Yeah. Right. So we know his wife wasn't righteous because she turns around and looks back and they told him, don't do that. Yeah. And she turns to a pillar of salt because yeah. she does that.
1: Well, and she, well, yeah, she doesn't believe what they said. She don't no. believe them. And so it lends weight to so, to a certain interpretation, Genesis 6. But the point is, God is always looking for those righteous people. Jesus says it in the Sermon on the Mount If you seek, you shall find. And if you knock, the door shall be opened. God is always looking for people who are willing to come along and follow him.
0: Well, let's start reading. We're going to start in verse 24. Do not defile yourself in any of these ways because this is how the nations that I'm going to drive out before you became defiled. Even the land was defiled, so I punished it for its sin. And the land vomited out its inhabitants. But you must keep my decrees and my laws. The native born and the foreigners residing among you must not do any of these detestable things. For all these things were done by the people who lived in the land before you and the land became defiled. And if you defile the land, it will vomit you out as it vomited out the nations that were before you. Everyone who does any of these detestable things, such persons may be cut off from their people. Keep my requirements and do not follow any of these detestable customs that were practiced before you came and do not defile yourself with them. I am the Lord your God." And I think you got to keep reading.
1: Okay, go ahead. Look at
0: the, the Lord said to Moses, "Speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, Be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy.' And here's that repetitive stuff, because if you go into chapter twenty, and twice in chapter twenty it says exactly the same thing: you must be holy.
1: That's the expectation. Once you are in mm-hmm. relation, once you are back into the presence of God,
0: right? How do we in remain? the covenant? Let's right. say in the covenant relationship, when because that's in- what we are today. Right? Jesus yeah. came and brought in a new covenant.
1: The expectation is that you be holy. Yeah. You did not get into the
0: presence of God on your own. Mm-hmm. God got you there. Yeah. But the response, the gift. So and, and something too that that I've been saying. I don't know if I've said it in in this class, but I've been saying in my other classes. God didn't save you because you're so good. Right. He didn't save you because you deserve to be saved. Mm-mm. He didn't save see you because you're the best looking guy on the planet or the best looking woman on the planet. He saved mm-hmm. He saved you because He is a holy God. That's right. That's what he said. He yeah. said, "Because my name is holy, I'm going to save you." Well, and not only that, he's just. Yeah.
1: In Romans, right, chapter four, chapter five, he says in in one of one of those chapters in that area, he says very clearly, you know, I offer redemption because I am just, because that yeah. is the yep. right yep. thing to yep. do. Yeah. So. It, we really do serve an awesome God. And it blows my mind that people get so upset at God when things go awry. And it's like, look, well, that's the first person we we, we shake first our fist. First, we shake our fist the first person we do it to. It's, it's like the first thing. And I'm almost like, you know,
0: it's why like, did God allow this to happen to me? I can't believe I've been so good. Why did God do this to me?
1: You know, and, and here's the thing. Sometimes that's true. Yeah. Sometimes it's true. Look at Job, right? Yeah. Job, yeah. Job really hadn't done anything wrong. Yeah. But Satan came along and said, Hey God, I bet you he incited God. Yeah. And God, and who does God upset with at the end? He's upset with Job's friends who mischaracterized God, yeah. and he's upset at Satan. And he's gonna deal with both. Yeah. He's gonna deal with both. Yeah. It's funny. With Satan, we know what he's gonna do. He's gonna destroy him. What did he do with Job's friends? What did he tell him? He Did he said I'm gonna just wipe you out? No, he said. Ask Job to, to to give an offering for you, so even with people who mischaracterize God, God is trying to save those people. Yeah.
0: So through it blows His the righteous people. That's
1: right, all the time.
0: All, it always works the same way. To, but then,
1: but then, what do you what do you see in the church? Something, some tragedy strikes, and who do we get upset at?
0: Get upset of God.
1: We just sort of shake our fist at him. We get mad at him, and it's like, look, you may be suffering. I tell people this all the time. You're suffering for three reasons. Okay, there are three different reasons you may be suffering. You may be suffering because you've sinned. Mm-hmm. You may have sinned somewhere. I can't tell you that's not true. I know you're a sinner. I know I'm a sinner and you may be being disciplined. I don't know. It could be that way. In fact, the Hebrew writer says we should treat all hardship and trials as As discipline. So we should just consider it that to begin with. But it could be Mm -hmm. you're suffering because of some sin you've made. You could be suffering because of some sin someone else did. Yeah. And you could be suffering to bring glory and honor to God. Yeah. And that's John 9. John 9. They say, why is this man blind? Yeah. John Why?
0: 11 because John 11 he allows Lazarus to die. He does. He allows him to go through the pain of death and his sisters to go through the pain of loss. Yep. Because he knew what he was going to do. And I'm going and I asked a class one time I said, "Does that sound fair?" This John 9 is about a guy that was born blind. He's 40 50 years old and God said he was born he was born this way, he was done this way so he could show my glory. What? God made him blind for 50 years so he could show his glory. And guess yep. what? Hmm? We're supposed to look at that and be envious. Yeah. We're supposed to yeah. look at that and go, "Gosh, why I wish- is it that's not how we act?" It's not. Because here, what are these people going to do? You know, they aren't going to. They aren't going to get through into this this journey. Because remember, this is only four months in. They're going to start this journey a little bit. When we get there, we'll we'll get them started here. Soon we get the numbers, we'll get them started. Yeah. And and when they get started, they ain't going to make it another two years. Two years, they're going to be back. Yeah. And when they come back, they're going to they're gonna mess this up so bad <laughs> that 600,000 of them are going to die yeah. before they get back the second time. You know, and they didn't learn anything. Sadly, that's exactly what human nature does. We don't learn anything. Well, in talking about shaking our fist at God,
1: I want to I come back up here into chapter 18 for a second. Okay. He says in 26, right? But you must keep my decrees, my laws, the native born and the foreigners. Notice even the foreigners. Mm-hmm. Everyone in this nation is. Why? Because you're supposed to be a light. Even mm-hmm. in this covenant, you're supposed to be a light. Mm-hmm. You must not do any of these detestable things for all these things were done by the people who lived in the land before you and the land became defiled. And if you defile the land, it will vomit you out as it vomited out the nations that were before you. I want to go back over to Genesis 15 real quick. Okay genesis 15 okay genesis 15 what's going on i'm going to give lee a chance to get over there um but genesis 15 genesis 15 what is going on is we have a re-communication one of these repeats Mm -hmm. right of the promises to abraham and you can go find in the playlist for this class are when we talked about genesis 15 and i guarantee you i said it then that we were going to come back one day in leviticus and talk about this yeah so here's genesis 15 right genesis 15 god is repeating his promises to Abraham from Genesis 12, but this time he's putting it in the covenant Mm -hmm. and he's guaranteeing Abraham that he's going to get the land. Okay. So this is what he says. As the sun was setting, Abram, this is before Abram was renamed Abraham, fell into a deep sleep. This is verse 12, Genesis 15, verse 12. And a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to him, know for certain that for 400 years, your descendants will be strangers in a country, not their own, and that they will be enslaved and mistreated there. But I will punish the nation that serves as, that they serve as slaves. That was Egypt. Mm -hmm. And afterward, they will come out with great possessions and come to Mount Sinai, where they're at now. You, however, Abram, will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here. Why? For the sins of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. This is what God does. We call this his divine economy. This is how he deals with things. He says, look, I'm going to give this nation time. I'm going to give it time to repent, to find me, to look for me. I'm going to be patient with them. And we have no idea how long that timetable is. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when they don't do it, when this happens back in Leviticus, when, when the land has become defiled because of all their sin, he is just, he is righteous. He is holy. And he must judge it. Yeah. Now that happens on his timetable. Yeah. It's not my time. It's his, it's a divine economy, his timetable, not mine. Right. So, Let's think about today. I was speaking to a brother in Christ the other day and I pointed out our country has butchered 74 million babies. Mm-hmm. 74 million. Hitler only killed 6 million Jews. We've killed 74 million babies, the vast majority of them black. Mm-hmm. Let's not be confused about what this is. No. Let's no. speak the truth about what
0: this is. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's appalling. Yeah, we've killed seventy four million. And now they're even talking about, you know, trying to push an agenda where there they would be legitimate to do post birth abortions. Dan, there are cities where if you're black
1: and you're be- an infant being born, right, you have a higher chance of being aborted of being killed than you do being born. Mm. That's disgusting disgusting. And they're going to have the gall to call people like you and me racists. Mm -hmm. Me? Are you out of your mind? Yeah. Are you out of your mind?
0: Yeah. But this is the world. This is what the world does. And this this is is the the world that they find themselves in, you know, 400 some odd years later, many years later, God's already told them, he said, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to bring them back after many generations. I'm going to bring them back. This won't happen to you, Abram.
1: And if you're confused about it, you're, you're right. If you're going to say, well, you know, Cole, in Leviticus, the word abortion isn't even there. You're right. It's not called abortion. It's called throwing your infant into the fires of Molech. And it's going to talk about that. And it's going to talk about and, it.
0: And I and I was shocked because <laughs> I was reading this this morning before I came over here. And I thought, man, there's Molech talked about. It. I didn't even know what we talked about that, that early. I oh, know yeah. it was talked about in 1st 2nd Kings. Oh, yeah. But I didn't know it was talked about in the book of Leviticus. God oh, already yeah. told him about Molech. Back in, look,
1: we're going to get there. We'll get into Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy, God's going to say, when you decide to elect a king, mm-hmm. when you decide to elect a king, he's got to follow all my laws and he's got to follow all my decrees. Then he hadn't even set up the king yet. No. And then Samuel's all upset in first Samuel because the people are like, give us a king. Your sons are horrible. Give us a king. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and he and Samuel gets all upset about it, right? But God had already God already knew. He yeah. knew way back then yeah. they were yeah. going to do that. Yeah. So look, what does our culture look like today? You're right. We're going to talk about the fires of Molech. But right, what have we just talked about? This horrific sexual immorality. What is June? Mm-hmm. What month is June again? Oh, yeah. Pride month. Pride in what? Debauchery and degeneracy. Mm-hmm. Debauchery and degeneracy. We have a culture that celebrates that now. Yeah. That's not good. That's not good. Now, you're right. I'm not going to sit there and look at that and be like, "Well, all y'all got to go to." That's not what I'm doing here. What I'm pointing out is this stuff is evil and it's wicked and it has consequences. Yeah. And what are we supposed to do? As righteous people, we're supposed to intercede on their yeah. behalf. We need to tell them, "Hey, but this be, isn't good." Be
0: at the same time, be separate, that,
1: and, and be not, separate yeah. from yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so we it, can't have we can't have it. Uh, uh, we can't have ourselves. Uh, how do I put that? Where we're where we're getting. Uh, defiled by it like he's telling he said how do they stay undefiled is don't get don't become part of it well and we've got
1: and we've got teachers we've got men who are wolves in sheep's clothing and women who are wolves in sheep's clothing
0: running around telling people that God's okay with this I'm going to talk about this Sunday morning when I well this this won't have this won't have will have aired after I've taught this class but you know the Sunday morning class I'm going in first in second Peter and it's in chapter 2 and it says uh, you know there's some really bad teachers out there and he, Peter's talking about it, them hey there's some guys out there they're going to teach you some bad stuff and their judgment is not idle no
1: god is not slow about it he no. is not idle no. and we no. just got to wait for him to deal with
0: it and and I I want in fact I wanted to go you know from from uh, from chapter 19 verse sure. 1 uh, and two, I wanted to go into First Peter and see what God says. Let's do it. Let's look at Let's First Peter it. chapter one.
1: Yeah, the expectation is that we, His people, be holy. Yeah. you're in my presence now. You better be be holy. Yeah, <laughs> First Peter one,
0: chapter one, yeah, verse sixteen, verse thirteen is where it starts. Uh, you got it, Lee. Yeah. All right. It, listen to what it says. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now th- that's really that's. What does it mean that minds are alert and fully sober? That means fully aware of what's going on around you. Not confused. Unconfused. Because to be be, uh, uh, fully sober means I'm I'm not confused here. I'm paying attention. All right. And he says, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed in his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. So what is he telling? What is Peter telling a bunch of Christians that are struggling with the teachers around them that are are bad? You know, I always, when I taught my first Peter class, I said, this is a survival manual for Christians of how to survive in chaotic times. That's basically what it is. What do I do in chaos? This is what I do. Well, I don't want to point it out because this is
1: such such an excellent passage here. Leviticus, you break Leviticus Mm -hmm. down into two parts, right? Mm -hmm. How do we get into the presence of God through the blood? And then what is the response once we're back in the presence of God? It's to be holy. And in this this section, if we keep Mm -hmm. going, look at verse 17. Uh We have blood and holiness. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially live out your times as foreigners here in reverent fear for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver and gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors but with the precious blood of Christ a lamb without blemish or defect there's the blood yeah he was chosen before the creation of the world so God's intent from before the creation of the world was Christ and his blood Mm -hmm. redeeming us. But was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him. So your so your faith and hope are in God. There's the blood. Here's the holiness. Now that you have purified yourself by obeying the truth, the blood, so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and endearing word of God. Yeah. What is What are we obeying? loving one another loving god and loving one another when you do that all the stuff that we talk about all the stuff all the laws all the various and, things that god wants us to do exa- we're going to do
0: and that's exactly what jesus said when they asked him what's the greatest command he said love love god with all of your heart soul mind spirit and love your neighbor as yourself he said in the second is like unto it it's in other words just as important love your neighbor as yourself so who's my neighbor yeah, you know, everyone. everyone, 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 but especially those of the household. Of faith, Absolutely. Absolutely. That's especially yeah. those. And so, so what is he telling us in Leviticus? Is there, is there, yo, know, hey, be holy. I'm going to put you in a covenant relationship. This is what the people are like. Yeah. Stay away from that. I'm going to take care of that. You be holy. That means you have to separate yourself. From those that that environment that sin you have to separate yourself from and be holy and that's exactly what he tells us again in First Peter. And I want to I want to take that for a second and break it down with the Ten Commandments. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. how does this look, right? Because we're saying very much that, and and it can be confusing to people who who can't wrap their head around it, right? So it's like, wait a minute, are you telling me that I ought to just do what God's law mm-hmm. says, or are you telling me that what mm-hmm. matters is loving one another? Yeah. So I want to break it down how it works. Right, the Ten Commandments say this. Okay, the Ten Commandments say. Uh, first first commandment, right? Uh, don't have an eye, right? Yeah. Don't make any image of me, yeah. right? You worship yeah. the God, me yeah. only, right? Okay. If I love God, I'm going to do that, okay? I'm going to do that I'm, because I love God. I love God. I don't want to, I don't want to break his covenant. I don't want to break his rules. I love him. And so I put him before me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to run after some false God. I'm not going to do that, right? Okay. But then the second part is I'm supposed to love my neighbor, So not only do I want to follow this rule because I love God, but I want to follow this rule because I don't want to lead my neighbor astray because I love him too. And not only am I, I don't want to lead my neighbor astray, but I want to make sure because I love my neighbor, I want to help my neighbor to also follow this rule because I love him and I love God. And so I'm going to do everything in my power to help him be holy. And that's how the law should have worked. And instead what we do is we take the law and we go, well, I think that's what this means and I'm going to beat you over the head with it. Yeah. And instead it's, how can I encourage and foster love for God and love for my neighbor in my neighbor? How can I help him do that as well? And isn't that what Christ did for well, it's us? Not, it's certainly not by hitting him in the face with the book. And it's certainly not by doing that. Are we called to point out this stuff is bad? Absolutely. 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 But we are not called to go, This stuff is bad and you have no hope and you're going to burn in hell for all eternity. We're not called to do that. God is going to judge the world. In fact, the world already stands condemned. We're told that. But we are called to look at the world and go,
0: look, please, I'm begging you. But it's on the same token. If we look at Leviticus 18, we are supposed to keep ourselves separate.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Don't let the world defile you. Nope. Don't let it Absolutely. defile you. You know, you have to have that place of peace and that place of comfort where you can go and say, this is my, this is my, my sanctuary. You know, it ha- it's supposed to be the church. Right. It's what yeah. it's supposed to be. It's supposed you, to be the church.
1: You can't do it alone.
0: No. You can't do it. What no. does
1: First John say? As we walk in the light, as he is in the light, mm-hmm. we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Christ continually cleanses us from all sin. Mm-hmm. If you want that cleansing of sin, if you want that yeah. light relationship, you have to be in fellowship.
0: Well, Romans chapter 12 tells us that offer our bodies a living sacrifice because of his mercy. And then verse two, it says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. That's right. Well, the pattern of this world, we've been, we've been mapping out for two weeks. <sighs> yeah. Well, but this is what the pattern of the world, is. Eternal not news. everybody, but, um, but you know, the, where is the, where is the gist of the land going to? Ugh. It's all over the country, all over the world. It's not just here. No. They're riding in the streets of China. There are riots in, in, in Iran. You know, people are fed up. And and people are rebelling, and there's there's chaos all over the place. It's not about people, guys. It's about sin. Sin is everywhere. It's in every country. It's in every every nook and cranny everywhere. And and the biggest part of it is what we you know the sexual immorality, the sexual explosion. Mm -hmm. You know the greed, the idolatry. That's what this is all about. It's sin. People are God's creation. Sin is the creation of Satan. And he, and he is trying to destroy us. And you, you we all know people. We know people that are, that are hung up in this stuff. And we've got to try everything we can to make sure that, you know, that's why we do what we're doing here. That's, that's right. why we do what we do on Sunday morning. That's why what I do on Sunday morning class. That's why all this stuff we put out online. I want everybody and many people as possible to see this stuff. Yeah. So we can teach them the truth. And maybe by some miracle, some way, we might save some. We know not want going to save them all. We might save some, you know, and and the the best way to do that is for us to keep ourselves unpolluted from the world. And look, if you're in the world
1: and you're doing some of this stuff, repent. Yeah. Turn away from it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that those attractions and those feelings are going to go away. Mm -mm. They might. They might not. I know. I know you you talked about uh, a homosexual who you studied with, who Mm -hmm. converted, and she said sometimes those feelings are still there. Sometimes they're gone. Yeah. Right. And so look, it's, it's she a
0: that it just takes discipline to keep away from it.
1: You know, it, it, we all have to surrender ourselves to him, submit ourselves to him and live the way he wants that. That's what, that's what part of being a Christian is. So I'm not going to tell you that you're going to come to Christ in first Corinthians. Paul would say, and such were some of you, some yeah. of you were like this, yeah. you can be You can have those attractions and be a Christian. Mm -hmm. The goal is to not give in to them. The goal is to resist them. The goal Mm -hmm. is to fight against them, just as I've got to fight against my own (laughs) sin. So if you're out there and you're tired and struggling and tired of being empty and ready to be filled, but you've got some of this baggage. it may
0: not be the sexual sin. It may be just sin in general. It might be something else. You just been lost and you've been wandering in the wilderness and couldn't find the light. You know, hey, give us a call. Please. We'd love to help. We'll talk to you long distance. Well, we we will call Skype people all the time and the you, time. and and, and uh, study online. Oh, you've yeah. done phone studies. Yep. Where we, you've converted people f- f- on the phone yep. before. So you know we've got a couple of guys that are coming right now that are coming to my classes and and uh, and one of them you know that you know hopefully we're going to get them involved in some stuff and uh, you know I mean just he's on the track trying people, to separate himself from the world. It's it's a process.
1: There are people here that care. Absolutely. We're not doing this because I don't have anything better to do.
0: No. No. Well, no, we're not.
1: So please, 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 if you're out no. there and you're ready, reach out.
0: Absolutely. We're going to pick it up for here next week in mm-hmm. chapter chapter 19. Uh there's chapter 20 has some similar has similar things here. And in chapter 20 is where he talks about the God of Molech. Yeah. You know. Definitely we,
1: want to talk about that. We want to
0: talk about that. So let's try. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the opportunity we've had to study. We pray that that those who've been listening and those that will listen in the future uh, to this class will be will be touched by your word, will be touched by the power of it, and touched by the by the uh, focus of it, and what it can get and what it can help them do. It can help them to to be in a right relationship with you, with a prospect of of a future with you in eternity thank you father for that and thank you for whoever that is we pray your blessings upon them and you we pray your blessings upon this body of believers here who is uh who 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 are all in with doing what we're doing here and ready and willing to take to take all this on We we thank you so much for them bless them and bless us as we move forward in jesus name we pray amen